We all know kids change everything, or at least that's what we're told, right? Maybe you've been told you're never going to sleep again, or don't buy white furniture. It's not going to look nice. Your home isn't going to be clean ever again, that kind of thing. But I kind of feel like we need to talk about the things that kids bring to our lives that are better, right? So in today's episode, I want to share with you the ways that my business has improved as a result of having children. Hello and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Okay, so let's start with a little bit of history. I started my business in 2013 at 22 years old with no kids. I watched all the webinars because I had time to watch all the webinars. I held most of my business ideas, my blogging ideas in my head. And if you had asked me what my content strategy was, I probably would have fumbled through some sort of answer to sound like I knew what it was because I didn't. I was posting day to day or week to week. And at the time, it it kind of worked for me, but obviously that cannot be a strategy when you have kids. Now, I knew I wanted kids, but truthfully, I didn't know where kids were going to fit into my life. I loved my work. I still love my work and I loved being creative and making money from what I do. But after six years of being married and five years of running my business, I was expecting my first baby and I had to figure it out. I knew that my business was going to change because I had heard so many people over the years tell me, enjoy it now, or you have so much time now, you know, saying a lot of things that you think sound helpful on the other side, but really just freak out people who don't have kids. And I knew it would affect my life. But one thing I didn't expect was to love being a mom so much. So there was an immediate shift. And instead of looking at my new baby girl as something that would get in the way of my business, I had a new goal of figuring out how to make the business work around her. I now have two kids and things continue to shift and change, but I have a few key lessons that I want to share with you on how my business and how I have changed for the better after having kids. Now, before I say all this, I just want to say I don't have it all figured out. I still feel like a mess most days. I miss the deadlines that I create for myself sometimes. But when I reflect on what my business looked like before having children versus now, I cannot help but admit that there is so much good that has come as a result of it. So for the sake of this episode and time, I'm going to keep this list to five things, but I could have gone on, honestly. So one of the biggest shifts that I have experienced in my business since having children is the difference in the amount of hours that I now have available to work. So before, I think I worked around 35 to 45 hours a week. To be honest, I'm not positive because I didn't really track it if, you know, my husband Felipe was working late or when he was in school and you know doing projects and homework and studying, I would just work more in my business because I loved it that much. Now, I know exactly how much I work in my business because there's childcare involved and I have 20 hours a week 
if I'm generous, because in that I am also still breastfeeding my youngest. So looking at that, I'm at about half or less than half of the hours that I once had to invest into my business. And sometimes that can be extremely frustrating to look at how many hours I have available to myself now in my business versus before. But one of the best things that came from this is that I had to do an 80-20 analysis on my own business and make some cuts, make some changes, and I've seen huge results from this. So if you've never done this in your own business, I want to walk you through it now and explain the 80-20 rule and give you some steps for how you might implement this into your own business. All right, so quick definition of the 80-20 rule or the Pareto principle is that essentially 80% of the effects or the outcomes are a result of 20% of the activities or the inputs. So this can be applied to so many things in life, but I especially love it in business. And essentially what you do is you might look at all of the revenue that you make in your business. And a lot of times it can be attributed down to 20% of the services that you offer. Or if you have lots of items in your shop, probably 80% of your revenue is coming from less than 20% or 20% of those items, right? So to walk you through a quick 20, 80-20 analysis of your own business, you can do the following steps, okay? So number one, make a list of 10 things that you spend the most time on, okay? Number two, circle two of those things that drive the most of the results that you're looking for. So maybe this is profit. Maybe this is growing an audience. Maybe it is getting inquiries in the door. Um, What are those two things that are driving the most results. So those are the things that you wanna focus on. And then what do you do with all the rest, right? That's the next question. I want you to look at all the other things on that list that didn't get circled, and you're gonna do a couple of things with those. You can either eliminate, automate or outsource, or just press pause on those items. So you could defer to the future. Maybe there are things that you could pick up later, but shouldn't be on your active activity list at the present moment. So. Eliminate, automate, outsource, or press pause. And then step four is repeat this. Repeat this over and over and over again as you identify the things that are needle-moving tasks that are driving the most of your revenue or leading to the most of whatever it is that you're searching for. That's what you're going to be doing the most of. And then you're diving, you're doubling down on those things that are working, right? So if you aren't sure how you're spending time in your business right now, because none of us really do know that just off the top of our head, you can actually track this in a free tool like Toggle. I will link that down in the show notes. I tracked my time for two weeks this month because I really wanted to see where I was actually spending my time. And it was actually very revealing for me. So if you want to go ahead and do that in your business, I think that would be extremely helpful. Go ahead and check it out. It's called Toggle. So when I did this, when I did the 80-20 analysis in my own business, I learned that my YouTube channel was one of the best things that I could be spending my time on. And one of the reasons for this is because no one on my team can do what I'm doing when I'm recording a video. Someone else could edit, someone else could upload, but nobody can be me and actually record that video. And that leads me to my next point. Having less hours to work in my business forced me to get help and to grow my team. 
Now, before this, I don't think I had really hired much help outside of maybe individual projects like a web design project or creating a logo or getting some of my images edited uh, like for weddings when I did wedding photography. So adding to my team has been absolutely crucial in my growth and has really forced me to look at my business with new eyes and decide what stays, what goes, what items should I be doing versus someone else. So this has changed my mindset and helped me to step into the role of a CEO and a visionary. And while I'm very much in the throes of this still and trying to fine tune and figure out who I should be adding to my team and how we should be changing the structure, I'm already noticing when I'm doing a task that I probably shouldn't be doing that maybe one of my team members should be doing. So I'm already growing in this area and it has really changed my perspective on my time and the tasks that I do in my business, things like that. The next area of my business that greatly improved was that I became much more organized overall, better systems, more template usage, and I've used some programs that I want to share with you today. Three of my favorite being Notion, HoneyBook, and Slack. So I'll break those down for you. But first, I'm just going to say I have a love-hate relationship with systems and workflows. I am a creative person. I do not tend to be organized or process-minded, I guess you could say. However, I appreciate all the time and the money that they save me after they are implemented. So I have grown to see the absolute necessity of having my business be organized and clear and repeatable, especially in those things like emails and places where I'm doing the same thing over and over again. So my three favorite tools to implement organization into my business that you might want to look into for your business are Notion for project management, storing all of my ideas, my content ideas, and keeping all on the same page with my team. HoneyBook for client relationship management. And HoneyBook is the tool that I've been using for the longest in my business. This is where I send invoices, questionnaires, and where I receive the inquiries on my website through. And the last program that I want to share with you is Slack. And Slack is the communication chat that I use to talk with my team and just make sure that we're all on the same page as we work throughout the week. Oh, and if you want to see the Notion setup that I use in my business, because I know Notion isn't one of the more popular project management tools, and I get a lot of questions about Notion. Um, you can actually see this in a YouTube video. I have a whole video about this, and I use it especially to create tables of information for my YouTube videos and my podcast episodes, and just staying on top of my content overall. It just can be a wonderful tool for planning your blog posts or figuring out you know, project by project what you're doing. Um, and it divides out really beautifully. So if you're interested in seeing how I use Notion in my business and just getting a little tutorial on how it works, check that out. I'll have that in the show notes. I'll also have a 50% off link for HoneyBook. It's my affiliate link with them. I have used them for years and years and absolutely love the CRM HoneyBook. So if you'd like to give it a try, try it out, do a free trial and get 50% off your first year. I'll have a link for that below as well. So one thing that you might have noticed is that I plan more and I wing it less. I rely a lot on planning and having a clear vision because I truly feel like at this point with everything that I'm storing in my head, there's just no way that I would be able to sit down at my computer and move the needle in my business without a plan. 
Now, some days I sit down at my desk and I feel like I've lived an entire day before 8 a.m. I might have woken up with either kid in the middle of the night multiple times. I've then fed them breakfast, breastfed my youngest, had a cup of coffee, cleaned up my three-year-old spill of an entire bag of granola before the workday has even started. And without a plan or having set an intention for the day, I'm going to end up doing the least demanding task, like email. Has this ever happened to you? And then you wonder where the day went and why these projects haven't been moved on, right? Like they're not, you're not making progress in the areas you want to make progress on because you're defaulting to the least demanding task. So I noticed this in my own life and I started planning more intentionally and setting an intention for the day so that in my moment of just exhaustion, I'm not relying on me then to make those good decisions. I'm making those decisions weeks prior when I'm clear-headed. Now, the final benefit that I'm going to mention here could possibly even be the most important one, and that is that having kids has made me more purposeful and intentional in my work and has reconnected me with my why. If it's going to be time that I spend away from my kids and my family, it has to matter. So I am constantly checking in with myself and asking myself how I can make an impact in the content that I'm making. And as appealing as it can be to get on new platforms like TikTok or be inside of Clubhouse all the time, I've had to put on my blinders at times because I can only do so much in part-time hours. So I really need to stick to the things that I've already determined are moving the needle in my business. So this has given me a renewed sense of focus for myself and released me of this feeling of needing to be everywhere all the time and following every new platform that might open and basically having shiny object syndrome. Nothing forces you to ask yourself what you really want and more so what you're willing to do to get it like having kids. And I've had to ask myself this time and time again from a business perspective with less hours than ever and more ambitions than ever in my business. So this has been the five ways that my business has changed for the better since having kids. So let me do a quick recap. Number one is I have had to 80-20 my business and really focus on the things that actually move the needle. Number two, having kids has forced me to get help and grow my team so that I can step into the role of CEO and visionary. Number three, I've become way more organized, even as a creative, scatterbrained person, and that has really helped me to bring on people that can help me and focus on their areas of genius like editing or do other things for me in my business. Number four, I plan more and I wing it less so that when I arrive at my desk, I am not just doing email tasks. And number five, I am more purposeful and intentional with my work because my time away matters more. It's almost like Now that my time is not just my own and I want to pour into my kids, my time is worth more to me overall. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again and I'll see you in the next episode.